Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a topic I want to go over and that is calorie cycling for fat loss and muscle gain. Um, but before I dive into that, just want to go over a few ways you can help support the podcast. So first, uh, if you could, if you have found this podcast to be helpful in any way, if you could leave a five-star rating and review, and that will just help more people find this podcast. Next, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff, H-O-E-H-N underscore, and that's just where I'm most active, post the most content, and you can reach out to me the easiest there. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one online coaching service, and with that, I hope you lose body fat and build muscle with my strategic dieting and training methods. We look at things like your lifestyle and biofeedback to individualize your training and nutrition program to you and your specific needs, and there's at least one to two bottlenecks like outside of the training and nutrition protocol that we figure out that are keeping you from seeing results. And we work on those things. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can reach out on Instagram and there is a link in the show notes for you to find out more information and we can go from there. So with that out of the way, let's dive into today's topic. So what I want to talk to you guys about today is calorie cycling. Okay. So I see a lot of new clients stress about one bad day when at the end of the day, what you do over longer time frames is more important for fat loss or muscle gain. And so this is where we can insert a concept called calorie cycling. So this can be really helpful for clients who tend to get down on themselves or having poor days. And I also think it can help you develop a quote unquote damage control mindset around nutrition. Uh, you know, just basically the thought of like, okay, if I do have like maybe this food that isn't the most nutrient dense or quote unquote healthiest, or if I have a meal that again, it, it falls in the same category, it's like, I still like, I'm still having these things, but I'm still going to manage this because at the end of the day, what I do for the, for the entire week is most important rather than just one single meal. Right. So I think too many people get caught up in this like single meal approach where it's like, Oh, I had this one food, screw it. I had it um, off plan. So now everything's going to go off. And then it's like, you end up, you know, it could have been, you were over by 200 calories, but because you had that mindset, you end up being over by 600 calories or something like that. Right. So I think it can help from, from that standpoint as well too. So, uh, so I'm going to go over it, but you know, with it, I think there are times when this concept of calorie cycling, which I'll get into what exactly it is here in a minute can be more helpful than others. Plus there are going to be some pros and cons to this approach. So let's dive into what is it? So it's your weekly average caloric intake So your weekly average caloric intake is going to have a larger role on fat loss or muscle gain than what you do in one single day. So because of this, it can allow for some flexibility from day to day. Okay. So again, go back to, um, again, one meal that maybe wasn't great or one type of food that you had wasn't great. Again, that's, that's fine. Like, you know, it's just all about what you do for the entire week. So instead of hitting the same amount of calories per day or even per meal, right? Like this is something too that I didn't think about, uh, but you could also do this like on a per meal uh, basis as well too. You can have some days and again, take this from a meal standpoint, you can have some meals that are higher and then some days or meals that are lower. So long as your average calorie intake for the week is where you want it. Okay. So let's take it from a weekly standpoint. Again, maybe you had a day where calories were super high, 
you know, now you just need to make sure that you have some days that are just a little bit lower, right? And again, average up your calories for the week. Where's that at for the entire week? Same thing for the day. Maybe on your plan, it's like, hey, I need to have 400 to 500 calories per meal, but I had one meal that was 800. It's like, okay, now you just dial back in, in those other meals, okay? Um, and this again can be great for for flexibility, but and so again, this is where why it's called calorie cycling, right? You're cycling them. You know, you're having some day some days or meals that are higher, some days or meals that are are, are lower. But again, there, there are some pros and cons to this approach, okay? And depending on what your current goal is, whether it's fat loss, muscle gain, or maintenance, it may affect if it is a viable strategy for you. And I'll, I'll talk about, you know, how you can um, do this for, you know, muscle gain, fat loss, maintenance, right? So so that's that's calorie cycling in, in, in a nutshell there. Uh, I think the big thing is, again, it's not this like magical approach or anything like that. It's just a way that we can manage it, uh, manage the week. And again, look at the bigger picture rather than stress like one single meal or one, or one single day. Okay. So let's say that you want to hit, and I'm just making up numbers here just, just to make this uh, so, so it makes sense. Okay. So let's say you want to hit 2000 calories per day. But, you know, you have one day during the week where maybe you want it to be a little bit higher. So you want it to be around 2,500, okay? Uh, again, maybe that is something where you have a date night or you have an event that week. Again, you could do this every single week. You can do it like one week at a or one, you know, maybe one week you you do this, other weeks you're, you're normal. Uh, but again, you want to hit 2,000 per day, but you want one day that's 2,500. So what you do here is you take 2,000 times seven, again, because you're 2,000 per day times seven days in the week, that's going to get you what, 14,000 uh, 14, calories. So that's your average, that's your calories for the entire week. So from there, if you want to have six days, if you want to have one day per week, that's at 2,500, what you would do is you would do 14,000 minus 20, uh, 2,500, right? Um, because again, that's what you want in that one day. So that's going to that's gonna equal 11,500. So what you're going to do there is now you're going to divide that 11,500 by six, and that's going to get you 1,900. So what you're going to do is six days per week, you're going to have 1,900 calories. One day per week, you're going to have 2,500 calories. If you wanted a day that was a little bit lower, say 2,300, then that's going to obviously give you a little bit more calories to work with on those those other days, right? So the, the higher you go in one day, the lower they're going to be on those on those other days, okay? Again, if we average that out, that's going to be 2,000 calories for the week. So again, whether you do this on purpose or on accident, you can now start to see where, hey, okay, this, this is something that if I do go a little bit higher on days, that's fine. Just realize, though, the the, the higher you go on those days and the, the more days that you do that are higher than what you normally do, that just means that you, you're it's going to be a little bit lower, right? Because it all has to fit in. So you could do five low days, two high days. Um, you could do four low days, three high days. Again, when you do it that way, just realize that um, that is going to alter those numbers and, it, and they can get pretty low on certain days. Uh, so we just have to be careful with with that, with having one day. It's like, you know, you can't have one day that's 11,000 calories because then you're going to have 3,000 over six days. And it's like, okay, that's not going to work out, right? Um, so again, there is a limit to this. But I mean, you could be pretty surprised what you could do with an extra, you know, five, 600 calories in one day, um, right? So what, how, how do I go specifically about this, like from a macro standpoint? So what I'll do on those uh, lower days is we take away from carbs and fats, right? So you should have your calories and macros kind of already set up. No, you know, this does require that you know what your maintenance is, what, where you're at um, in, in that standpoint. So the days that you are going lower, you, you just want it to be carbs and fats. Okay. But usually carbs are going to be the ones that I'm going to take away from just because fats, you know, we're not going to change too much. Again, you can, um, but mostly I'm going to take away from carbohydrates on those lower days. 
protein is going to stay the same throughout the entire week. So we're not going to have that change from, from day to day. Uh, so we just want to make sure that we keep protein um, the same, but again, carbs and fats will be where we make those, where we make those changes. Right. Um, I guess you could say on the high days, we would increase via carbohydrate. Again, you can do it fat if you want to, but um, you know, from a training standpoint, probably better to, to do it from uh, via carbohydrates. But again, so long as calories and protein are in check there, you can kind of manipulate those, those carbs and fats how you want. So I like to avoid large variability from your high days to your low days. I talked about this already, right? So let's say you do something where maybe you don't necessarily have this pre-planned calorie cycling. It's more of like a kind of reactive where it's like, hey, I had a day that was a little bit higher. Um, now I'm going to go a little bit lower. That's fine. But we do want to be careful with these really large variabilities, right? So one day we don't want to be at 3,500 calories. And then one day we're at, we're at 1,200, okay? Because again, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the pros and cons of doing that, but uh, again, I think this is, this can be something that leads to a little bit more of a, like a binge restrict type cycle. Um, and then, and then, uh, you also have to look at things like hunger and, and whatnot. Right. And also protein too. And again, I'll talk about these, but th those are the big kind of things there as to why we don't want to have this like large variability from day to day. Again, we can take this, we can use this concept in our favor, but we can also take it as with anything, we can take it too far to where it becomes unproductive and probably not great from a, uh, mental standpoint either. So let's talk about some pros of, of this approach. So one, as you guys know, it gives you flexibility. Um, if you have an event come up or like to have a little more food on certain days of the week, you can increase your calories on those days so long as your overall calorie intake for the week is in the range you want. So that flexibility is nice, right? You know, I think a lot of times when people get in like a fat loss phase or something like that, they, they just think very rigid with things. And this can be nice to have a little bit of flexibility built in. And it can be something that helps you uh, stick with it, right? Because I think having some flexibility is nice in a fat loss phase. That's Again, we want to find a method of eating that's going to help you stick with it. And, um, you know, I think having a little bit of flexibility can be can be very helpful there. Another pro is it can help with training. Um, you know, you can also eat more food on days you have tougher workouts. So this doesn't always have to be from a, a event standpoint. It can be like, hey, I, I have a really hard workout on Thursday. So on Thursdays, I'm going to make sure that I have uh, more calories on those days, right? Um and that's obviously going to help with training on, on those days, help with recovery and actually actually training and uh, on those days. So um, that can be another pro of, of this approach. That is going to require you to have a little bit more of a proactive approach than a reactive approach, but either way it can help with training. Or again, you could do this uh, from a standpoint of if we're going to go day to day here, um, you know, like not from a, a week, like a week to week standpoint, but in, within one day of calorie cycling, you could put your, your more of your calories around your workouts. Right. Um, and that can be a way to, to use calorie cycling here. And again, from the flexibility standpoint, uh, again, maybe you have a meal out one night, it's like, okay, I'm going to eat a little less earlier in the day and I'm going to save up a little bit more calories for the evening meal. Right. And again, it helps you realize what you do over the weekend day is more important than one day or one single meal. Right. Again, if we're thinking from a week to week standpoint, what you do throughout the entire week is more important than one single day from a day, from a, from a meal to meal calorie cycling standpoint, it's like what you do throughout the entire day is more important than one single meal. Now let's talk about the cons, right? Those are the pros. Again, those are some pretty good pros, but there are some downsides to this. Okay. So cons, you know, if you go too low on certain days or meals, because you have some really high days or really high meals, it can be tough to manage your hunger on the low days, but even following that as well too, right? So let's say, so you, so you go, you have a day that is super low because you went super high. It's like that day that you are super low. Okay. Yes. You're probably going to be a lot hungrier because you went, because you're just not getting in a ton of calories on that day. But also if you have a day that's really high, depending on what your food choices were, this could be something that spikes up your hunger the days following as well too. Right. So we really have to look out for that. And then same thing with like, if you're calorie cycling from meal to meal, 
you know, if you have a meal that's uh, high calorie, again, maybe your food choices go down a little bit. It's a little bit more tasty foods that could spike up hunger for the rest of the day. Um, and then also those, if you have smaller meals, like earlier in the day to save up for more later, it's like your hunger is going to spike up and then it's going to be tougher to moderate your food intake. Right. So that's, that's definitely a big con that we need to talk about. Um, and for some people, this is a approach that won't work because, because of that, um, they find and same thing with like intermittent fasting, you know, they find that, yeah, it maybe helps them eat less at certain meals, but then they get so hungry that then they overeat at the subsequent meals. And it's like, well, that doesn't help anything um, there. So same, same type of concept here with this. So you need to know yourself and you need to uh, obviously practice good habits um, to, to make this work as well too. Um, so again, we can take it too far. Um, just like I said, hunger cravings may be higher on days following higher or lower days, right? Um, also another con is I, I, I see on the low days, I see a lot of people let protein fall too far. Okay. So either again, if they have a meal that's that's lower calorie for that day, or again days that are lower, protein is ends up being the one that falls uh, if people aren't aware of it, right? Because it's like, well, I mean, don't want to eat just protein. I want to have some carbs and fats, right? So, pro, so we have to be careful with letting protein fall too far on our low days, and then meals that are, are a little bit lower calorie. We need to make sure that we still eat the same amount of protein, and that's why I said initially we want to keep protein the same throughout the week. We don't want to adjust that. So we have to be careful there with that. Um, and that's obviously not, if, if protein falls too low, again, that's going to, there's going to be, um, you know, you might find yourself hungrier. Um, you're not going to feel satiated. And then just from a, a lean body mass perspective, you know, low protein is going to not lend itself well to maintenance of, of muscle. And, um, it's going to be really tough to build muscle if protein's too low. Uh, training to right um again if we are calorie cycling uh, within a day um, from meal to meal um if we are saving a lot of our meals later in the day or a lot of our calories for later in the day our, our training is earlier in the day um that's probably going to negatively impact training sessions um so we need to keep that in mind but also from a day-to-day uh, -day calorie cycling standpoint um if your calories get too low on training days that's obviously not going to be great for training as well so again we have to pay attention to that but here's here's the big one, right? The, the big thing, and again, this comes down to the individual and whether you're a coach or you're somebody that is going to try to do this for yourself, you need to know yourself or your client here on this. You know, this can lead to a binge slash restricts uh, mindset with food. And that's obviously not what we want here with this, right? Um, I think that sometimes this, this concept can lead to that like, oh, okay, now I can just kind of go into that effort mode. I can eat whatever I want, poor food choices. And then it's like, I can just go low calorie the next day. So then they go super low calorie. They try to ramp up their movement. And that's just not a healthy mindset towards uh, training and nutrition. And uh, it's just not going to be great from a body composition uh, standpoint. That's a, it's a, a vicious cycle to, to get into. So we, we really want to be careful with that and make sure that we don't, uh, we don't see any of that, that going on again, this is very similar to like intermittent fasting where you'll see people again, they do it to, to get into a calorie deficit, but then they just get super hungry because they go long periods of time without eating. And then they end up like binging or uh, whatnot um, in, the, in the subsequent meal. So we have to be careful with that. And, and again, this is serious. So um, you definitely want to make sure that that isn't you. So, you know, if I were to recommend this to you, I would say start on these start with really small variability from, from day to day. Right. I mean, start as, you know, maybe it's just a hundred or 150 calorie difference. Uh, right. Um, so we want to be careful, but, but again, same thing with like, uh, you know, people that, um, you know, want to save up their calories for later in the day, uh, again, they get super hungry and then it's really hard to, to, to moderate. So, uh, 
because I, I definitely think that's probably the most common thing you'll see is people don't eat like a big breakfast. They, they really don't eat much and then they get super hungry and then boom, when they get home, it's like game over cookies, ice cream, pizza. And next thing you know, you've had 4,000 calories. And then the next day you wake up, you're like, crap, I got to go low calorie. I got to do all this cardio to, to burn it off. And again, that's just going to lead to this very unhealthy relationship with, with training and nutrition. So be careful with that. So those are the pros and cons. Um, I would say it, it, it falls 50-50, right? It can be a great tool, but it can also be a negative, to, uh, uh, you know, not a great tool as well for certain people. And um, again, if you don't manage it correctly. So uh, again, if you've tried this in the past and hasn't worked for you, I definitely recommend getting a professional to help you with this because I think that can be the most helpful thing here um, with this. And even if you're somebody who who's um, you haven't worked with a professional on this or, or you haven't worked on it yet and you want to try it, you know, I still would recommend working with a professional to start with this, right? To, to really help set up good uh, habits with this right off the bat rather than like doing it, it not working, then you have to kind of, uh, you know, do it, do it later. So um, yeah, that's, that's a big thing there. So now let's, let's kind of switch gears uh, to the final like side of this. And, and it's, what does this look like depending on what phase you're in? So just as a refresher, remember, um, you know, with clients, we go through recomp phases, we go through fat loss phases, we go through building phases, we go through maintenance phases, really just depends on this, the client and their specific needs and goals. Um, but those are the main like phases of, of nutrition training that we, that we go through. So we're going to go through fat loss, muscle gain and, and maintenance. Um, because again, with recomp, like it kind of has a, a component of all of them in there. And again, recomp is the one that's probably going to be really dependent on, on what you need and where you're at. But let's start with fat loss. Okay. So uh, I think this could be a good um, uh, tool for, for fat loss. So you can have some higher calorie days on tougher workout days. So again, this isn't the concept of fat loss. Remember with fat loss, our goal is to be in an energy deficit. So we need to be in a uh, energy deficit, calorie deficit for the entire week, right? So how do we know that? We need to see our weight trend down over time. We need to look at our average weight and see if that's that's trending down. If that's the case, we're in a deficit, right? So that's the main goal of fat loss. The other goal is to maintain as much muscle as possible um, and to just lose body fat, right? Because a lot of times people think fat loss and weight loss are the same, but they're a little bit different, right? Weight loss is like, hey, we just got to get weight off. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. Fat loss, though, it's like, hey, yes, we want to see weight trend down, but we need to make sure most of that is is body fat, if not all of it. So what this means with that, out, you know, knowing what's going on here with that, you can have some higher calorie days on tougher workout days, or when you have events come up that will be tough to stick to your normal calorie amount, right? Because again, in a fat loss phase, calories are going to be a little bit lower. So you're not going to have as much flexibility. You're going to have less calories to work with um, to get into that, that calorie deficit. So if you have an event come up, you know, say your calories are 2000 and it's like you have a, a date night or an event or something that's like, man, that's going to be really hard to stick to. Okay. Well, Hey, we have that concept. Let's bring up our calories at 2,500. Again, you can do this with any calorie amount. I'm just using this as an example. Drop down the the other days, drop down to 1,900. Um, that's going to give you 600 more calories, 500 more calories to work with off of what you could have done. Um, and again, that's, you know, a couple drinks, that's, you know, a tasty, a tasty food, uh, whatever it may be. That's just a, a few more calories to, to work with um, there. Uh, but you can also use this on in a fat loss phase. If you're having you know, a, a, a tough workout day. And again, it's like, man, 2000 is just not enough for my leg training. I need to have more calories on that day. Boom. You can go up to 2200, 2300. And again, put those around your workout. There you go. Now your workouts are going to be better, right? Because again, you're going to be lower calorie training is probably going to suffer a little bit. So you're not going to have as much energy for training. So that can be a great way to um, help improve your training. 
Again, just pay attention to hunger on your low days and days following higher days and, and even lower days too, right? I mean, you need to pay attention to your hunger on this. Like how, how is that going? You need to have strategies in place to help mitigate hunger because on the low days during it, you're probably going to feel super, you're probably going to feel hungrier because you're eating 1900 calories and that's pretty low for you, right? 2000 is already low. And again, this number's dependent on the all relative to the person, but you know, 2000 is already low. Now you got to go a little bit lower on those low days. Um, so you have to be careful there, right? Hunger might spike up. This is where you, you need to be very strategic with the food choices that you're making. Um, you can't, you can't do an IIFYM approach on 1900 calories and have two pop tarts thrown in there because you're just going to be super hungry. Right. And then the days following higher days, you know, maybe you have a little bit more food, see how your hunger is the following day. You may find that it spikes your hunger up a little bit, but you may not, but also, you know, look at your hunger on the days following the lower days, right? If you're going six days of lower, you know, that may, maybe the first couple of days you don't really feel it, but then all of a sudden, as you get further into that, you start to feel a little bit, right? And let's say you have a low day and then a high day, you know, be careful on that higher day too, because you've been in a, a deficit, your calories are lower. Again, you may find that it's going to be tougher to moderate food intake. So you do need to pay attention to that. My other big thing here within a fat loss phase that you need to pay attention to is do not let protein fall on your low days. Um, you know, in a calorie deficit, we're at a higher risk of losing lean body mass. If we if we let our protein fall too low on those, uh, for in our example, the 1900 calorie days, you know, that could be something that again, doesn't help with hunger, but it also um, can increase loss of lean body mass, which is no bueno. Um, so that's how we would use it in a fat loss phase. Okay. Again, you can, you can, you can do two, two higher days, five low days. Um, you know, I think anything more than three high days, it's like, okay, your calories are going to get pretty freaking low on those low days. So again, we just want to make sure that whatever strategy strategy we we implement it's it's something that we can stick to um, on those on those tougher days let's take it from a muscle gain standpoint you can call this a building phase whatever it may be um again with this in most cases you know we some people will be at their maintenance level calories um for building muscle but some people will be in a surplus as well too right so again the with this you're going to have more flexibility um you're going to have a little bit more food to work with than you would in a fat loss phase but again the big goal here is to prioritize muscle growth um in this so we need to make sure that whatever strategy we do for calorie cycling uh supports muscle growth so with muscle gain you can place more food on days where you have more intense workouts um, so again, if it's like, Hey, legs freaking just get super hard and, and, you know, maybe my calorie surplus is 2,700, but that is still not enough for me to feel energized in my training sessions. I need to go up to like 29, 3000 or something like that. 29,000 or 29,000, 2,900 or 3000 calories per day, um, on those days. Or you can also, if you have a certain body part, like say you're really concerned about upper body versus lower, you know, maybe you go, you, you bring up calories a little bit more on, um, muscle groups that you want to prioritize. Again, we need to make sure that that for the week, we're in that calorie, either at maintenance or calorie surplus, um, you know, whatever your, your kind of goal is there for that again. So, so um, again, we want to make sure that's the, the, the big thing is that for the week we're in that surplus. <clears throat> now, the thing to look out here is just look out for going too low um, on your low days, right? Cause you, you want to avoid being in a calorie deficit pretty much all together. Um, so that's, that's your big thing here is making sure that you avoid calorie deficit. Um, and really we want to avoid that as much as we can. So, uh, that's kind of the, the main thing to look out for here. So we don't want our, our low days to, to drop a low, like what our maintenance would be. Um, because again, that's going to be too low. That's not going to support muscle growth at that time. Um, you want to be careful with that. Too many people do that. I think 
on accident in their building phases, they they go super high on a couple of days and then the rest of the time they're in a deficit. And it's like, why am I not building muscle? Well, you're spending too much time in a, in a deficit um, throughout the week. Again, maybe your calories are like maintenance for the week, but again, you've, you've had too much of that time frame in, in a deficit, your body's breaking down. Right. Um, so I, you know, I think the average is important, but again, we need really need to make sure that we're not in that deficit um, really at all during a building phase. So we don't want to go lower than your maintenance level calories when building muscle is a goal. So this is where you could see how it gets a little tricky. You can't go like 5,000 calories and then have, you know, you can't be at 5,000 calories for one or two days and then have days where you're in a, in a deficit at 2,000 calories. That's not going to be good for um, building muscle. And your, your body's definitely not going to prioritize that. So uh, be careful with that. You just really need to make sure that you don't go super low um, on those days. And again, you know, we can use this for uh, if you have an event, but also, you know, it, it's going to be better this, this, because you have more flexibility in a, in a muscle building phase, this, this concept is going to be way more helpful uh, around your training. That would be probably the, the biggest reason why I would increase your calories is, is for training um, on that. So lastly, let's go into maintenance. Uh, so this can be a great strategy during your maintenance phases, right? So same rules apply here as they have for all of them. You know, we want to avoid large variability from your low to high days. Um, so again, we don't want to have these days where we're in a massive surplus and then we're in a massive deficit, right? Again, we, we just want, it can be a little bit on either or, like you can have like a very small surplus one day and a very minor deficit one day. But again, we want to avoid these really large variabilities from, from day to day. Again, we don't want to let protein fall too far on low days. We need to make sure protein stays even. And then lastly, you know, just pay attention to hunger on low days and days following low days and, and high days as well too. Um, but again, this can be a great, like we want more flexibility in the maintenance phase. So this is, this is perfect, right? Again, though, we just want to avoid these like large, because one of the main goals of a maintenance phase is to take stress off of your body. And if we're constantly in a deficit and then constantly going into a surplus, it's like, okay, that's, we're probably not taking that stress away. So um, again, we can have more flexibility here, but we really want to be careful with, with letting things fall too, too far um, in these, in these phases. So uh yeah, that's, that's how it would work. So um, that's, that's calorie cycling in a nutshell. Hopefully that was helpful. Let me know if you guys have any questions on this topic and I will chat with you guys next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.